0: What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another big fat episode of Big Run the Champs podcast. Listen, I just uh, I think it was last episode I went through a real rough patch. Um, actually, I've been going through this rough patch for about 38 years or so. It's called life. Just can't get used to it. Um. Anyway, yeah, that was a fucking rough patch, but everything's all good now. I mean, never th- everything was never that bad. I mean, everything's never all perfect, but, like, I just went through a fucking... Ah, whatever. Anyways, enough has been said on that. I had other stuff I wanted to talk about. I hate when you're, like, from a distance there and, uh... This guy's got a fucking cardigan. You guys remember when fucking Kurt Cobain wore a cardigan on that unplugged show? And then it became this big fashion trend. Like, all kinds of folks are wearing cardigans again. Cardigans again. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my god. Um, I was never uh, really up on fashion. But the thing is, dressing like an absolute fucking tard. Well, actually, most tards don't dress themselves. So that's 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 kind of fucking mean. Um. Anyway, dressing like a fucking idiot is a huge part of growing up. And then we were talking about how fucked people were. When you when you look at like extreme styles throughout the times, like oh the nineties are fucked, the eighties are fucked, the seventies were every fucking decade was fucked because people dressed funny, and um, and this will go in perpetuity. You know, either the pants are too tight or too loose or too high or too low. It's never they're never just worn at a regular state, um, and like you know. A lot of people had to wear uniforms for school and shit. Now, as much as I hated that, because I love to express myself by dressing like a fucking idiot, um, when I started working, I just wore the same clothes every day. And I I learned to just really love that. And um, actually, fucking President Obama, he is one of my faves, but he took credit for this fucking suit thing where he's like, I wear the same suit, so I don't have to ever make a decision about that. And it's like, okay. That's the way I live by. I mean, I, I I try to wear like the Julian fucking black pants, black fucking t-shirt, black sexy fucking t-shirt to be to be clear, and uh, rum and coke and a fucking and a bad attitude. Um, I tried to fucking dress that way every day, but no, uh, I mean not making the decision by making all your clothes the same. That is a fucking absolutely brilliant thing that we should all fucking do. Um, I feel like the same way about hairstyles. I respect anyone that has a fucking hairdo. Give me a fucking smoke hairdo. Um, but in my life, I don't have the time or energy for fucking anything. Or, or, sorry, even if I spend half the day fucking cranking down and staring at the fucking wall, I would rather that than know that I spent time and energy on fucking around with my hair. Um, there was a time where I did. But I just, uh, I just, I don't know, ever since I fucking shaved it off, I just, I don't know, I never fucking wanted it again. Actually, during uh, lockdowns and shit, oh, if you guys wanted to listen to me talk about hair, (laughs) good thing, that's all I'm going to talk about now. Um, I grew my hair out in, um, oh, I couldn't get a goddamn fucking shaver, that was one thing that there was a shortage on, was clippers. And so, I couldn't even shave my head if I wanted to. And then, uh, so I just grew it out. I grew it down on my shoulders. It was fucking hilarious. It was hilarious. It was um, it's just so goddamn thin and wispy and shit. I didn't comb it once, and there wasn't a single knot. A fucking slight, gentle gust of breeze would fucking, like, blow the fucking tangles out. Because there was just so little hair there. There's like 18 hairs left. And I did a nice little man bun. It was it was sweet, good times, good times. But it's annoying. It's just enough to annoy to remind me to annoy the sh- how how fucking annoying it is that hair. Like especially when it gets to that stage where it goes in your eyes, goes in front of your face. You get out of the shower and it's wet. You gotta fucking dry it or have wet hair. It's a nightmare. Actually, I never even noticed. Uh, beards are the same shit, but I never gave a fuck. Because I just I was completely oblivious to it Um, until I had a fucking baby. Because then you snuggle your baby and you're snuggling in a cold, wet, fucking beard. It's like, oh, that's not cool. Now I gotta dry the goddamn thing off. But beards are a lot less maintenance. I mean, you can spend time fucking maintaining your beard. Oh God! I remember one time I was at a wedding. And I'm surrounded by people I haven't seen in so long and people I'm dying to fucking talk to and be around and, and enjoy this precious fucking few moments of quality time. And my missus told this guy that I, um, that oh yeah, you got a nice beard. My husband here has a nice beard. You should talk to him about beards. I swear to God it was over an hour. This guy just wanted to discuss beard products, beard maintenance. And other beard-related fucking topics that I don't give a fuck about. And it's like, I don't have a beard because it's like, I, I, I want to talk about fucking facial hair. I want to fucking do anything with it. Or when someone congratulates you, like, oh, you got a great beard. like that, Like, that was an achievement. It's like, all I did was not, was nothing. I didn't do anything. It's not a fucking achievement. I mean, if it were super well-maintained... That would be one thing. It's not. It's like a guy who never fucking mowed his lawn and it just looks like fucking shit. It's just, I just never felt, I got so sick of shaving all the time. Like Even once a week, I was like, fuck this. And I specifically designed my life so that I would be a fucking bearded dickhead. And I would work in fields where I was allowed to have a fucking beard. And... Yeah, I just... I don't give a fuck. And it's so much easier to grow with gravity than against it. But, like, this guy's talking about all these products and all... Yeah, guys want to talk about the shit. It's like, eh, that's fine. I mean, I don't want to fucking uh, judge anyone if that's your thing. If that's your thing. Um, but it's not mine. And then I, I, I begrudgingly gave this guy so much of my time and attention. I hate this. I hate this. Because I do this all the time. And then... And it's not that that guy doesn't need time and attention. I mean, fuck, all his time and attention goes to his fucking beard and beard-related um, cosmetics. But anyway, um, it was like time that I could have been spending with people I really love and cherish and haven't got to see forever or since and maybe never again. And all I'm going to have is this memory of this asshole and his fucking beard. No, I'm just joking. I have so many happy memories from that. Um You know, sometimes time slows to a crawl in stressful situations. Sometimes time goes way too fast in happy situations. But I find like when you get to see a bunch of people you haven't seen for so long, I find time will slow down just enough because uh, it feels like every once in a while, you you go to like visit people, you get to visit like, you know, a, a dozen fucking people at once or just like whatever the fucking case is. And it's like each one of those fucking interactions is like so, so like you you look back and it's like that was like a year's worth of fucking uh, quality time crammed into one day or one night or whatever, and it's uh, it's awesome. But sometimes I find afterwards I'm fucking spent, like I'm toast, because like I just gave up all my energy and I don't I have less and less and less of it every day. You guys know you guys understand this. Um... But it's like, it just, it takes all your energy in a good way. Because you're just so fucking happy. You're so excited. It takes all your serotonin or your fucking, uh, whatever the fuck the happy chemicals in your head are. um, And it just takes it all. And that's fine. But then it's like, if you try to go a couple of days like that's another reason I couldn't go more than like a day if I was partying and shit. I don't really party anymore. But um, I just, it's like, there's nothing left after a while. Your body can only be so fucking happy, not be for so fucking long. You have to fucking... I don't know, I go into a total reclusive state. I, I think a lot of us do. Um, I wish I had like some secret underground bunker where I could just go and hide out till I was ready to face the world again. Or at least people would just fuck off. This is why we need the app. We need it. Not just want it. We fucking need it as a society. The app that just it, it tell lets everyone know your status. You don't have to tell anyone shit. About how you're feeling and how you're doing, just like any other fucking app, but it, it applies to everybody at all times. And if you're in social mode, everyone will know you're open for business, you know, like some fucking whore. out there on the fucking corner, open for business. Um, but anyway, because that's the thing, I, I don't know if I'm bipolar or not, I don't think I've been properly diagnosed on that one. Um, but. Regardless, I don't want to fucking... I mean, I don't want to be ever be defined as labels. I remember a doctor telling me when I was young, you're an alcoholic, and I didn't want to accept that. I was, and I still am. But I, I hated the fact that someone could just label you with some shit, now that's what you are. It's bullshit. But, as I say, and I will apply this retroactively, if somebody fucking profiles you, just like I profile everybody, and we all do this, whether you fucking believe you do or not, um... If it's a positive profile, prove people right. And if it's a fucking negative profile, prove them wrong. So, yeah, I don't have to spend my life as a fucking alcoholic just because all my ancestors did. It's fucking, uh, or sorry, I don't, I can be an alcoholic forever. It's a lifetime commitment. But I don't have to be a fucking horrible piece of shit. And none of us do. Or none of us are fucking just Relegated to this, like even if you have the worst fucking chemical imbalances in your head, I believe that there is redemption for everybody. Like I want to do horrible, horrible, horrible fucking shit. Um, See, if I were writing, I would go back and change at least two of those horribles to synonyms. They were just synonymous for horrible, but I hate just I hate being so limited with my vocabulary. I used to fancy myself a fucking bit of an intellectual, and now I feel like I'm a bit of a fucking idiot. But I'll tell you, life's a lot easier as a fucking idiot. I'm telling you, and, and, and you get more and more confident. This is the Dun and kruger uh, right here. The dumber you fucking get, the less informed, the more ignorant, the more you get to speak. Um, because people who really think about stuff, really intellectual people, they're like very humbled by how little they know, and they're very careful with their words, typically people like me, I mean, I, 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 I can be on both sides of the fence. You guys know this. I'll never pick a side. Um, and it's also all circumstantial, you know, it's like I remember actually one of the first times I ever got any fucking treatment and like, uh, for the alcoholism, the reason I got my, many, many reasons, but one of the reasons my drinking got so out of hand that it was so destructive and I really had to face this shit. Um, what's it called? is uh I I remember I, I was so often around like meth heads and fucking crackheads or like people doing like hard drugs and I, I used to always comfort myself being like, ah, I don't do that shit, I don't do that shit, I'm just drinking, you know, it's not so bad, it's not so bad, it's like it was so bad. And um, the thing is, is if you have to fucking surround yourself with people doing the most fucked up shit ever just so you can feel like you're doing better, it should be the complete opposite. Like, you should be comfortable around any fucking people doing any fucking thing in, in some way, shape, or form. I don't mean to ever say, like, oh, I'm too good for you people. But, because people aren't defined just by by their, their current actions. I don't believe that, like, you know. These are people doing fucking hard drugs. They're not just, like, yeah, I'll call them meth heads and crack heads or whatever, because that's what they were in the moment for the purpose of this story. But nobody should be defined just by their fucking actions. Or we'd all be fucking... Uh, But anyway, the other thing is with the doctor telling me I'm an alcoholic, genetically, it's like, I I just, it's like, fuck, I don't want to use that as a fucking excuse. Because regardless of genetic predispositions or inclinations, you still have every option to fucking stop yourself. And you know, 90% of the time when you're making a bad fucking decision, it's like, this is wrong, but I'm doing it anyway. Like, just accept it for what it is, you know, if you're going to fucking indulge in a vice, whatever the fuck it is do it because you want to fucking do it and go in with your eyes open and just say like I'm gonna fucking uh do some bad shit and then I'll you know it's like fuck that's all right to do every once in a while also I mean the other extreme is never doing any bad shit ever and it's like well what the fuck you end up like Ned Flanders to to cite a real person but (laughs) I mean even a fictitious character uh represents real people in one way, shape, or form. But anyway, uh, it's like the guy's 60 years old. He's never lived a day in his life is uh, what someone said. And it's like because he resisted all fucking urges to have any sort of fun because, you know, he's trying to be like this model fucking citizen. But it's like that doesn't happen. Or you fucking snap just like that character did or anyone else would because you need some sort of fucking release from reality. Reality's harsh. Reality is fucking brutal. The only thing is you get fucked up on whatever, whatever your vice is, whether it's fucking drugs or alcohol or fucking video games or religion or any of these fucking things that help you escape reality, um, eventually you got to come back, and usually after you take a break though, it's great because you might be a little bit more refreshed, but when you come back it's that much harsher, because it doesn't get better with neglect, you know, so it's like eventually you have to face this shit. I remember having this, uh, kind of revelation when I was young, being like, I can't, when I'm fucked up, I can't deal with anything, and I gotta deal with that later when I'm not fucked up, um, and then you realize, it's like, well, if you're always fucked up, you're just gonna be this piece of shit that can't deal with anything for the rest of your fucking life, and these people exist, or again, people doing this shit exist, um, and it's just, it's terrifying. Because it's like, well, then you're just this piece of shit that can't face reality. And you're just going to keep running and running and running further and further from it. And it's fucking pathetic. Absolutely fucking pathetic. So, uh... It's not, it's not feasible to, to go through your whole life fucked if you can't function at all. And th- then also, sometimes you can be fucked up and still function. But that's a slippery slope. And that's dangerous because it allows you into the false sense of security that you're going to be able to always function, you just keep getting more and more fucked up every single fucking day, and eventually, even if it's fucking years, even if it's decades, eventually the chickens come home to roost, um, and, and you're fucked, and it's like, anyway, I, I, um, I wanted to talk about funny stuff, but then I just keep getting off into this fucking uh, dark shit, but whatever, fuck if any of you guys are still listening I don't know what the fuck you're thinking but uh, I really appreciate it anyway fuck we all struggle with this shit and uh, for one I find it comforting when other people talk about them going through similar shit that I did um, there's something sick and twisted that we take um, it causes us to take pleasure in the suffering of others not in the way that like you know in an evil way that's that's a different thing that that occurs as well. It's comforting to know other people are going through the same shit. Because one of the worst feelings ever in so many situations and um, is when you think you're all fucking alone. When You have no one to fucking. You feel like there's nobody you can talk to. Nobody understands what you're going through. Um, I don't, you know, and, and and we all we all go through this. We all feel like this at some point. And it's fucking horrible. I don't think anyone should ever fucking have to feel like that and uh as we all should know now better than ever is solitary solitation <laughs> i don't know what the fuck nobody knows what that means i don't even think that's a word i hope it's not solitary confinement destroys everybody that's an absolute you can take that to the bank again you keep showing up the bank with all these weird fucking sayings that i gave you they're probably gonna be like get the fuck out of here you know, do you have any banking business? Like, fuck, we don't give a shit about this guy and his fucking pearls of wisdom. Um, you know why? Because I call the bank every single day and deposit pearls of wisdom. They got a fucking vault specifically set aside for Big Ronnie's pearls of fucking wisdom. All right. And it's it's not a physical one. It's in their heart. It's metaphoric. It's metaphorical. I got, I don't remember how to make words anymore. I keep all my words at the bank, all right? So when you go to deposit these great words, can you fucking withdraw some for me? This bank thing stopped being funny before I fucking said it, but I just keep going. I just keep going. Just keep going! Um, (laughs) Anyway. That was an impression of a guy that I don't think will ever listen to this fucking show. One guy whose fucking ADHD is worse than mine, so I would have to be far more entertaining to to maintain the guy's uh, attention. But I love him anyway. Um... Regardless, where were we? Yeah, anyway, nobody should feel alone. And as we know, that breaks everybody. Being completely alone. Uh... Being physically completely isolated from everyone... And then by extension mentally... But like... Sometimes you can be surrounded by people... And feel completely alone... Because you are going through some shit... And you don't think anyone else understands. I promise you... More people understand than you could imagine. But it's fucking hard to talk to people. Um... But I think more and more now, as, as more and more people are getting fucked up, uh, fucked in the head, it's uh, the stigma is, is lifting and lifting, um, you know? But anyway, like, I, I, I don't know. Fuck, I'm still fucking embarrassed and ashamed of so much fucking shit. And I have very, very little fucking uh, room in my fucking heart for shame and fucking embarrassment. Like, I don't give a fuck for the most part. But we all, I don't know. Anyway, it's scary to be fucking vulnerable. Luckily, I only have, like, fucking... I don't know what... One fucking listener, if I'm lucky. I don't even... I'm not even a listener. Because I think when I first post, it comes up as two listens. Or two plays. Or, sorry. It shows up as one automatically as a default. And that's assuming that I listen to this shit. I'm not listening to this shit. Are you fucking nuts? Do you know how fucking... Hurting, I would feel now. I do like to go through some shit cause some shit. It's like, well, what the fuck? You didn't finish that thought. You didn't finish that thought. But again, by the time I get back on, I can't remember any of this shit anyway. Um, I made a hilarious joke yesterday. I was talking shit. I, I don't like to get political. It's fucking, it's just so overdone, but I was making fun of, uh, Justin Trudeau and I was saying how most political fucking outrage is all straw man fucking, uh, bullshit like making up all this bullshit like for political outrage just to be upset Um, and then I was like like, this fucking dickhead he made weed legal that's good actually no I mean it's good and bad it's good because it never should have been illegal but it's like that was a source of fucking profit Like, I don't want to... I mean, this is completely off the record. Obviously, I've never been engaged in any of this activity, nor have I known anyone who engaged in any of this activity or would I be able to speak of it had any of this activity occurred. But hypothetically, allegedly, if I were going to go sell a product that was, uh, you know, these are just considered harmless vices uh, um, that you could provide to the fucking common man, weed is fucking the most harmless shit. It's like when... uh, Crust, like not another Simpsons reference when um, he's like, oh, because they, they like saved his whole career, and then he's like, oh, uh, we took like five percent of t-shirt sales or some shit. And he's like, that's the sweetest plum as far as a fucking uh, illegal substance business goes. The fu- weed is the sweetest plum. Now the thing is, it's you can still sell it illegally, and it's still better. Like I used I used to sell alcohol illegally, and it's legal substance. Someone called me the Al Capone of Rexdale. I was by far not that at all. Actually, you know, acting hard when, when uh when you could is one thing. But anytime I, I talk to any real gangsters, I I don't want to get in the real true Scotsman thing or whatever, like the actual scary gangsters of, of Rexdale. I never claimed to be one. I was like I was like a fucking um a little fucking mouse among fucking like wolves and tigers and shit Like, as far as, it's not that I admire or um, think it's a great fucking thing to be like a, a like a gangster, you look like a gangster um, I think a lot of it is very sad and pathetic, however I was pretty sad and pathetic as well but I was like, the way I survived because we were talking about surviving in situations like this, I was like, by being extremely fucking humble that's like I was talking to a guy that had to go to jail with a lot of uh, big scary people um, and he's like you just gotta be fucking humble you can't come in with that fucking attitude uh, like some idiots think like oh you gotta like beat up the biggest toughest guy. that's the dumbest fucking thing you could ever do it's just some silly nonsense that someone came up with um, or you have you have less than 1% chance of that ever going well because the thing is you're a fresh fish. you got to come in humble. You don't want to come in like too much of a pussy, but if you come in like a fucking hard-on, to it, just to balance... Not that I've ever been in this situation, but in any situation, you get some guy that comes in trying to act hard and tough and tr- test all the fucking uh, whatever. You, just to restore equilibrium, you have to fucking take that person absolutely down, at least for the time being, because you can't let it be known that people can just come in fresh and just fucking challenge... Uh, the the power hierarchy, Hi, hierarchy. Anyway, I um. I but anyway, the the key is to be fucking humble, not not to get walked over because you can that that's easy enough to do. Don't establish yourself as a pussy. You gotta find a fine line between fucking humble, respectful. That's the other thing. You gotta, you gotta be uh, respectful and shit. You, you you come in like a fucking hard on. You you might get away with that a couple times, but eventually that I er, sorry I deal in absolutes sometimes. Um, eventually, the chickens will come home to roost. had to use that metaphor again? I uh, just I just I remember hearing that recently in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Fucking phenomenal movie. But I always associate that expression with uh, Malcolm X. I read his book. Once you read that guy's book, you gotta tell people you, <laughs> you, read, his, you read his book. I Actually, I remember someone accused me of being racist and I was like, I read, I, I, I had Malcolm X's fucking book in my pocket. <laughs> That's before I had a cell phone. I had a pager on my fucking uh, belt and I had a fucking paperback novel jammed in my pocket. Whatever the fuck I found at the thrift store was what I was reading. And a lot of times, I was really good at judging a book by its cover. However, I also believe there's value in every single fucking book. So, uh, sometimes you just gotta commit. But anyway, obviously Malcolm X's book was a masterpiece, and I had no idea it was a movie. A lot of times I really enjoy reading a book that is a movie, because I love to see an adaptation. And it was fucking Denzel! I'm like, how the fuck? is one of my favies. Um, he's one of the only actors on the fucking motivation thing that comes up that I'll actually listen to, because I just love that guy. Um, I can't stand most fucking... (laughs) Most of these fucking douchebags that show up on the motivation thing. It's like... If they motivate other people, that's fantastic. But it's like... You didn't do much in your life that I am fucking impressed by. But anyway, going back to like the... The gangsters in the hood uh, shit. Whatever the fuck you want to call these guys. um, They're... Yeah. You gotta... I found the best approach was to be fucking humble. Not a goddamn pussy, but definitely fucking humble. And not just in that situation, but any situation. You gotta fucking respect respect what's going on and fucking come in nice and fucking gentle. Nice, gentle approach. Cause honestly, you offset the fucking balance, you come in like a hard on it's the same thing in a workplace. We've all had the guy that comes in, oh I wanna fucking change everything. It's like and he's all gung-ho, and that comes from a good place. I'm one of these guys. But you come in and start fucking with people's shit, even if it's for the better. Even if you have all these great fucking ideas and you're gonna make everything better, you gotta ease into it. You can't come in all guns ablazing. Um, this is all great fucking advice. I've spent most of my life as a fucking disaster, and if that uh, socially, financially, health, um, healthily. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I'm just trying to look for parallel. Um, actually, one of the greatest universal things I ever learned from a guy—I um, was thinking about reaching out to him. I, I like to let people know, like the the positive fucking impact they've had on my fucking life, especially during my formative years, which were a real fucking struggle. Um, which they are, I think, for everybody. I don't think I'm, I'm unique in any way, shape, or form. Um, in that, I'm sorry. I think everyone's unique. I think. Um, I don't like the idea that, like, when, when you're trying to be like, oh, I struggled worse than other people, so I, I have it worse. It's like Silvio Dante, again, to reference a real life person. <laughs> Nobody ever struggled like the Italians. That's a terrible Silvio. Hold on, hold on. Nobody. Nope, I'm not getting the voice at all. Nobody. Especially, named, I can't get it. This is killing me, man. That's that's really bothering me, guys. Anybody named Cooper ever, ever, ah, fuck, what? Ever struggled like the Italians? Oh, yeah, yeah, because Sony's like, whatever happened to Gary Cooper? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Cooper's one of my family names. Those motherfuckers built barrels. They built barrels for centuries. Until, ah, fuck, a barrel just rolled out into the fucking road. <laughs> Come on, you fucking cunt. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> what the fuck was that? It's like something out of fucking Donkey Kong. Um, that's not a movie. It's a video game. Anyway, a barrel just rolled out as soon as I said that. It was, it was more of a pylon, but as soon as I said barrel. A cooper's someone who makes a fucking barrel anyway. He coops up the fucking uh, wine or whatever the fuck. Beer. Um, mostly just those two things. But, yeah, they make those big casks with the fucking planks and the fucking... Uh, um, what's it called? Like, um, I don't know if it still does. It's probably synthesized. I don't really give a shit. But Werner's Ginger Ale. Today's episode is brought to you by Verner's Ginger Ale. Uh, it has a nice, uh, what is it, beechwood or some shit? It tastes like it's barrel-aged. I don't know if it still is, but Verner's was a cut above. I don't know who owns them, because Coke and Pepsi is pretty much they they bought up everything and just like dominated the fucking industry i think there might be a couple others like they let like Fay go in for like the dollar store i think they let shasta make a fucking return but they probably own them or they get paid by them in some way shape or form the, the fucking cola thing is so fucked up like for a goddamn weird fucking drink. It used to be like a cocaine, a wine with cocaine in it. And then they just kept remarketing, and remarketing. Eventually it was just like this fucking delicious, addictive, fucking caffeinated, uh, black fucking drink. And um, they took the fucking world by storm. Like the entire, they took over the fucking world um, uh, on a corporate fucking. From a corporate perspective, it's fucking absolutely insane, and so every other competing business either got destroyed or bought out. It's uh, it's absolutely fucked. In the world of retail, in, in every actually any world of business, there's so much fascinating fucking shit that goes on. Um, I was just talking about merchandising the other day, and what would happen a lot of times. we used to do merchandising, like other than parking enforcement, it's one of the only fucking jobs where people will just come up to you and tell you how much they fucking hate you. Like, there's probably fucking, like, uh, white supremacist Nazi skinhead groups that don't get as much fucking backlash and hate as we do. I think we're, like, ranked just under those fucking child molesters in the fucking the wing of the, the prison that are like, no we're no one fucking, everyone's out to get us. Um, we're some, somehow ranked just under them and maybe... Um, like, I, I don't get it, but... Or, sorry, I do. I mean, fuck, it's, it's frustrating. You go to a grocery store, and you can't find anything. You go into any fucking store, and everything's all mixed up. Now, there's many, many reasons they do all this shit. They mix everybody up. Or, sorry. They don't necessarily want to mix you up. And the people doing the actual work, I promise you, have no fucking say. They want the stores to be organized more than you do. Um, but... If it's one thing I know, a lot of people, like, I I, I will never get there personally. You just go to, like, some fast food place or some fucking uh, grocery store, anywhere where everyone makes minimum wage and is, like, the lowest rung of society next to homeless people. Well, I mean, I don't fucking know. Like I said, the homeless guy was working. Like, no, there's there's often homeless people in there, too, but, like, it's worse because it's like you're living the same lifestyle and you're working extremely hard pretty much. Um... So anyway, where was I? The, and you just go in there and start reaming these fucking young people, or not even just young people, but like middle-aged people, you just go in and start taking out all your frustration on these people, being really rude and mean. Um, I've never had that be a part of my life. Anytime I was rude or mean to anyone, I felt horrible. Because 99% is not warranted. It's so rare anyone ever deserves your fucking meanness. And I would never, ever fucking be mean to someone working some shit job. Um, Like that kid that fucking kept blasting rocks in my eyes. He's like smashing up this fucking appliance I'm I'm hauling. Um, And he hit me in the face like three times with rocks. Because he's just completely fucking oblivious. He's he's doing the fucking thing. And then I, I let it go. Like two or three times, and then finally I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you fucking idiot, like, how the fuck, are you this fucking retarded, you keep throwing rocks, and I, fucking? I just fucking lost it, which isn't the right thing to do, but I let it go two or three times, okay, um, <laughs> I should have, I should have calmly told him, buddy, stop fucking doing this shit, and then after, I was like, I am so sorry, man, I just fucking lost it, um, like, <laughs> fuck. But, like, when he looked up at me, I mean, the kid was, um... He was probably, like, he was less... He was 20 or less. Like, he was a teenager. Like, he was as tall as me. He looks Dutch, like, blonde hair, blue eyes, but just looks like a fucking deer in the headlights. He's looking up at me like a lost little fucking fawn in the woods, just like... <gasps> and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't... I, I just... I get... I... No matter what, I get so fucking over-aggressive in those situations. And that's not a good way to be. And that's not because I'm very scared and confident or whatever. Like, I, in my mind, I'm expecting this guy to attack me with his fucking weed whacker. I'm like, (laughs) like, fucking guy jumped out of the tree (laughs) with a chainsaw. That was a reference to Sopranos when Pauly beats the shit out of the guy that's doing tree trimming. It's already a dangerous enough job without some wise guy beating the fucking piss out of you. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I mean I, I love the shows and movies about mobsters and shit, but uh I mean Tony Sirico was a real wise guy. He's a fucking The more you hear about that guy in real life, it's fucking hilarious. He's such a fucking ball buster. Um but anyway, um Yeah, they beat up fucking honest hardworking people. There's something comedic about it, it's so fucking absurd, but it's like that, that shit is so fucking weak. When you start preying on the fucking the working guys, like working people, like what the fuck are you doing? Um, that to me is a line that you can't cross. It's like fucking Hoffa Hoffa. Yeah, he was mobbed up, but he had no fucking choice. Um, like it's it's so fucked how you get the one side, The you know what I mean? Usually the media is only showing one fucking side. And it's like, you know, it's just completely trashing these fucking people. And it's like, uh, yeah, the guy was involved with some fucking shit, but he had no choice because it's like the corporations were all using fucking mob hit squads and fucking they were using uh, militias and all kinds of fucked up shit. Um, I mean, mostly what police do, they do, I don't shit on police often, because, you know, it's like, it's it's far more complicated than just all police are corrupt, it's, I don't deal in absolutes in that fucking, uh, um, context, wait, do I get to go past this fucking schifosa? Anyway, um... But it's like I said, like the worst thing I could do growing up. We, we, we all committed, allegedly committed, a lot of crimes. None of those actually, which happened. or anyone uh, who might resemble anyone I describe in this fucking in this podcast is completely fictitious. It's a coincidental blah 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 boilerplate legal shit. That being said, I knew we could get away with a lot of fucking crimes. However, it was the, one of the biggest things was where you did it, and if you even. You could commit so many fucking crimes in an average or fucking... Um, or especially in a shit neighborhood. However, if you go into a rich fucking neighborhood, you're fucked. You're fucked. All you have to do is be there. And all of a sudden, a bunch of cruisers will show up. And all of a sudden, you're in trouble. Because you should never be there. And for the life of me, I'll never feel safe in those fucking neighborhoods. And they can all fuck off. So it's like, you can have all the fucking safety you want. But for whom? For whom? Um, anyway... So, that being said, it was the same thing with these fucking corporations. These greedy, cocksucking pieces of shit, and it's still going on now. And they will fucking use any means necessary to fucking, in the pursuit of capital. And they will fucking destroy every fucking person in their fucking path. And, um, and by extension, everyone gets taken down a peg. I, I, I don't know if I'm making any fucking sense. But um, you go after the fucking unions, obviously. Um, because, you know, you can't have workers making a living wage or having any benefits or anything like that because, you know, most people don't deserve to fucking have a decent life. It's, um, I, I don't, I don't know. The thing is though, it's like you never, these guys never have to actually face the consequences of their actions. Uh, most of them anyway. Because they're just, these people don't exist in their world. They're, they're completely out of their fucking sight. They don't have to tell these people, like, oh, you're not going to be able to give your kids fucking food or health care or any of this shit. Um, but anyway, they will, the, my, my only point was that they, did, they were doing all this shit. And um, Hoffa and people like this uh, were just playing the same fucking game. So, yeah, they had to get involved in fucking organized crime. But what else are you going to fucking do? There was no fucking choice. And he made the fucking world so much better for the fucking workers. I think Hoff and Henry Ford are two of the greatest fucking uh, people for that. Just, I mean, there's so many other fucking people involved. But they were just two of my personal heroes growing up. Just to fight so hard for the fucking working people. And um, regardless, maybe one day we'll uh, get back to that shit. Where, uh, you know, you could be a fucking honest worker and, and fucking afford to survive. But it's not in the near future. And there's a lot of people fighting against it. Uh, a lot of people misled. And the people with, uh, I mean, what are you gonna do? It's, this is nothing, this is nothing new. And it won't go away. It's just corruption. It's, uh,. You know what I mean? Like, we used to have a thriving fucking middle class in the USA and uh, Canada. I won't say North America, because obviously Mexico doesn't get included. But we used to have a thriving fucking working class right here. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. But the thing is, is we traded that to have mega-rich people. And, I don't know. It would be one thing to just, like, be like, okay, well, now we're fucked. This fucking sucks. But it's like, uh... I mean, if talking shit about this was the cure to any problem, we wouldn't have any problems. And all I wanted to do was set up a fucking joke. I was making fun of uh, Pierre Trudeau, and I was like, and he, the weed thing, and then he and he, hit his quest against fucking plastic straws. And it was something about straw man fucking uh, arguments. And I was like, this guy's a real straw man. It was the funniest fucking joke I told all day, and I don't even fucking remember it. Uh, it's like a straw joke um i I don't fucking know guys something about straws, but like thank God, got rid of those plastic straws and saved the fucking world like that was so fucking important, oh yeah, I was talking about Game of Thrones and how it has such an amazing uh sorry, the first four seasons of Game of Thrones, the last two don't count, so fucking let's don't even make me specify. I have an obsessive compulsive need to fucking over explain. Uh, anyway, and I'm also stuck in traffic and late for work, so uh, it's time to talk about Game of Thrones, I haven't done it for a while Um, honestly, I I had such a hard time getting into all that like nerdy fucking shit, worlds of fantasy because my imagination just fucking broke and I couldn't fucking I I had such a hard time with video games uh, movies, books, I just I couldn't get myself into a headspace that wasn't like pretty much current reality like I could only go very short into the future or past and very like I had to stay very close in the realms of, of the reality that I know because my imagination just was not functioning. So Game of Thrones was just so fucking good. It actually got me back into that mental state it was phenomenal for the first four seasons. And then um, but also that being said that all the fucking fantasy and whimsy and fucking whatever shit uh, the super nerdy shit. That, I, that we all love in one way, shape, or form. It has one of the most active social commentaries of any fucking show. Like, it, sh- it shows you so much about how politics work, how uh, religion works, how um, banking works, how um, the media works. Like, you know, people are going to believe whatever fucking bullshit we tell them. Um, what else? There was one more thing. Uh, war, how that works. Oh, yeah, and also, uh, one, I think, I don't know if it was fan fiction or it was just speculation, whatever the fuck it was. Or no, it is. It was just speculation. Let me be clear, never confirmed or denied. Really, was that like people were saying like what who rep- what house represented what? Because um, a lot there's a lot of actual parallels with um, things that happen in history. But one thing I love is that the White Walkers represented uh, um, what do you call it global warming, and it's just like this fucking crazy, crazy shit happening that's going to kill everyone on the fucking planet, but ever, instead of dealing with it, most people are just squabbling over the same usual bullshit when the entire world is going to end. Luckily, the writers came in and ruined everything, so we never had to worry about anything happening, but um, it's uh I don't know what's going to happen in real life, though. But anyway, regardless, I'm late for work, so, uh, but you understand what I'm saying. It's a, it's a fascinating thought that, like, the world's gonna end, but we're all just swaddling over stupid bullshit. But what else are we gonna fucking do? You know, that's what we've always done. So fucking, let's, let's oh shit, this is 42 minutes. I was stuck in that construction for a while. I love you all. Be well. What's happening, everybody? Big the champ coming to you a little bit slow today Brains going a little bit so I got to stop this fucking music. I don't know how much I can play before the copyright fucking uh, That's all that's obviously ill travel the ill travel anvil solo um, You know, I mean even banging on a fucking anvil is uh is beautiful when you back it up by a nice fucking orchestra. Um it's one of it's it's just a beautiful piece of music. I I fucking I love the I love the opera and I love you. That's obviously Nick Cage for Moonstruck. Um Anyway. Anyway. Where was I? Was I saying something? I don't know. I just kind of paused there and fucking went off into la-la land for a while. Quite a while. Fuck, I was just trying to sort out some finances. Not very good at the finances. Um, you know, my cash, cheddar, money, whatever. Um, I'm not very good at it, and I gotta get a lot of fucking things in order in a fucking hurry. You think you got a lot of time, but, you know, that time can fucking uh, be a lot shorter than you think. Anyway. Regardless, It's a whole fucking ordeal. And I was just trying to set up a fucking account thing. And I was like... I'm so pissed off if like... Anything takes more than like eight... If anything's less than instant. I'm like... What the fuck? As far as technology goes. uh, Like most of us are now. We've learned to just expect everything instantly. Now... I'm using that as a fucking absolute. Which you know I'm not a big fan. of, Of which I am not a big fan. Um that being said, it's like, I love the delay of gratification. I love priding myself on going without stuff. Um, because for all the times that I didn't, it's like, I, I, it's like fuck, you know, or like making the conscious, um, like decision. Like I am going to forego fucking, uh, (sighs) uh, hold on. Anyway, it feels good to like get control of things that like... Because uh, like, anything can control your life if you let it, you know? Um, whatever the fuck it might be. Whether it's money or fucking some sort of substance or some sort of shit that you just feel like you have to buy or you have to have immediately. That's something controlling your fucking life. It's telling you how to fucking do something. So it's, it, it feels good to get back in control of that shit. And um, anyway... I'm losing my, I, I'm sorry guys, I'm fucking just gapping out, I keep get I'm, I'm trying to talk to you, and I'm just, my brain is so fucking delayed, uh, hold on, let me just try to gather my thoughts for like the tenth time, anyway, this is a rig long story about fucking nothing, uh, as per usual, I fucking, uh, was just trying to get this bank thing set up, and it didn't work like instantly, so I was really upset, <laughs> and then I was like, dude, come on. Are you fucking kidding me? And then I started going over all this shit with the fucking banks. I won't tell you which exact ones, but they're fucked. They're all fucked. They're just like, here, give us all your money. Oh, okay. Do I have to? Of course you can. You have to. There's absolutely no other way to fucking function in society. Okay. And we're going to use all your money to make fucking endless wealth for like... The few people that are fucking lucky enough to uh, get it, and it's like, okay, and then, and you have to pay us for that. Like, wait, what? Yeah, you gotta pay us every month. Like, fuck off, and then we're gonna fuck you every which way we can. And I remember one this one fucking thing. I got fucked over by this insurance company. Insurance companies are just one and the same. Another fucking giant, fucking goddamn parasitic, fucking uh, leeching pile of shit. Um, regardless. It's just, essentially, we're all, um, we're all, it, it's the exact same fucking concept across the board. Whether you're like some fucking hewer that's getting fucking pimped out, you're tricked into believing that you fucking uh, need some fucking piece of shit to take care of you. Whether it's a pimp, a bank, an insurance agency, they lull you into this false sense of security and this false sense of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? dependence, and you, we've all just learned that we've, or or been indoctrinated pretty much to think that we depend on these fucking organizations to take care of us, and we can't fucking do anything without them, and it's fucked, it's absolutely fucked, but anyway, if talking this shit were any fucking solution to any problem, we wouldn't have any problems, it just, again, it feels like you're in control once, like, you, you, or you figured something out, it's imaginary. Um, I, I don't know. There's ways of, of trying to fucking fuck the system. But the system usually is going to fuck you guys. Uh, and me. I don't know why I'm saying you guys. No, most of you guys. <laughs> like I fucking... Uh, me even more so. Right, guys? So uh, so there. Don't feel bad. Um, there's many, many things in place. But I love the fucking... Uh, the idea that the government's completely incompetent, they're all corrupt pieces of shit, but they're also the most, inte- they're, at the, they're simultaneously, while incompetent, completely so fucking crazy intelligent that they've, they've duped us at every fucking, uh, they've outsmarted us at every fucking turn. So I don't know which it is, or how it could possibly be both, but whatever. Whatever comforts you in the moment is what we tell ourselves. Anyway... As fucking, uh, oh my god, speaking of which, it's crazy though, because we we want to imagine a system where things are fair, where like, you know, people, it's like the whole get what you pay for thing, it's like people who work hard are are rewarded for that, and uh, you know, all the hardest working people are are the wealthiest and the most successful, and it's like, that is a great fucking world to live in, but once you get back to fucking reality, you find endless fucking, uh, exceptions, where just the dumbest fucking people ever, um, have so much fucking money, the laziest fucking people ever, and contrarily, the hardest working, most intelligent people are just fucking, can't even, can't even barely fucking survive, and, uh, anyway, this is what it is, the world is not fair, um, to quote fucking Rocky Balboa one more time. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows, alright? Um, that, that was a great speech, you know? That was a great fucking speech. I like it. You, you guys know what I'm talking, I'm talking about. I'm Rocky Balboa, you know? Uh, where he's giving his son the fucking talking to about not fucking being a bliss and blaming everyone else for the problems and going out and trying hard and shit. Because... Um, I mean, I, the way I look at it is even if you are, even if there's all this shit against you, um, and the world is corrupt and the banks are killing you and the government's killing you every other fucking, the Illuminati's out to get you and every other fucking organization is trying to kill you uh, and ruin your life and, and, and all this shit, and even if all that's true, even if it's all fucking true you still gotta fucking you know what, like it's it's not it's not worth giving up it's not worth not trying. I mean, to go through life with no fucking passion, with no fucking ambition, I mean, yeah, you got to face some harsh fucking truth. Who gives a fuck? And honestly, I've met more than enough people that acquired fucking wealth without, without trying or being, um, you know. And, and again, you can't envy those people. They have the most miserable fucking lives ever. They expect everything just handed to them, just like so many of us have been spoiled by this or that. By this fucking kid ripping through town on his dirt bike. Um, he's fucked. Oh my god, son, what are you doing? Anyway, um. What, what's it called? The, um. I'm trying to segue from. Uh, away from Bank conspiracies to tell you guys about this really dumb fucking idiot I was working for the other day that is just. Dumber than fucking shit! Um we're just it's so difficult to work for these people because everything's just such an ordeal we needed them to open the fucking door for us and it just caused such a fucking uproar and this lady just like she's been living in this house for like 40 years and she's like yeah i gotta open the door she's like that ah, she's screaming at her husband she's like how do you open this door and it's like okay what the fuck and she's just screaming yelling she lost one of the dogs like she's just And this lady has so much goddamn fucking money. I just, I, I, and that's wonderful. I couldn't be happier (laughs) that she had. I don't begrudge this person. I don't envy this person. And it's like you can't open a door. Like I, I I wouldn't ask anything unless we're absolutely dying. Like if I could get through the fucking wall, I would. But like I got to move a bunch of fucking uh, furniture and shit for you. And um, I'm happy to do it. I mean, fuck, but like, it's like physically my job is so incredibly fucking easy. Rarely, every once in a while, it's a challenge. A lot of people are like, oh my God, I feel so bad for you guys, for everything you, like, you have to go through. It's like, I don't want anyone to know this. Luckily, I don't have a lot of listeners or anyone that would affect my fucking uh, personal uh, work st- uh, situation. But it's like, I don't want anyone to know. My job is usually so fucking easy, especially especially physically. Like it's really not that bad. you know there is some heavy lifting and shit, but it's not like it's incredibly fucking easy. And like every other job I've had, there are there are way more brutal fucking backbreaking jobs out there, um, but it's the fucking goddamn people that kill that kill me. Um, but anyway. It is what it is, we all have to deal with fucking shit that stresses us out and bothers us. I honestly look at it in a, a, or try to, it doesn't always work. As some people are quite interested and and I enjoy their company, I can find interesting shit about every single fucking person once I get past how much they irritate me. Um, But even if they are irritating as shit, eventually, maybe not right away, but I will find it very amusing and I'll be able to laugh at it all eventually. not always right away. Um, <laughs> these fucking people I'm just like and then the husband's got oh for fuck's sakes and he's just like the guy's got like some terminal illness and he's just like but his like wife just can't fucking do anything and then he flips the fuck out and starts yelling and screaming and they, like, they fight in front of people like, I think that's really classy um, all the screaming and yelling and without a shred of shame and these poor neighbors, too, because they're just going outside because they keep losing all their dogs. And they're just, ah! fucking screaming and yelling. And it's like, this is your life. Like, what kind of a shit show is your life? All you have to do is like unlock the door and get out of the way. I mean, there's no chance you'll ever be able to do that. We'll do everything for you. Um, this is a job that's like just so physically easy, but these people are going to make it an absolute nightmare. Anyway, my point being was it was not just to complain about this shit, just to marvel at the fact that someone with like exponentially more money than I'll ever have can't even open a fucking door. Like, has an absolute meltdown when I'm like, "Can you open this thing?" I'm like, no. "Where the fuck do you open this?" i like, "So you have to scream and yell at for your for help to open a door? You've lived here for decades. You just told me this. Like, yeah, like." This has never come up before. Like fuck, the amount of people that walk us through the process. Like, you gotta open the door. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta turn the knob and push. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I got this. Like. You, do you assume that I just stand here and... Like, I've said this before as a joke. Like, do you assume I just stand and scream and yell and piss my pants until someone comes along and either opens a door for me or explains how the fuck to do it? Like, you either believe that or you're just trying to annoy the shit out of me. I can't imagine. It has to be one of those, two. Um, but every fucking day. But again, some fucking folks have nothing nothing intelligent to say or to, to add but they're just so desperately need to uh, be a part of whatever you're doing even if it's the dumbest shit ever um anyway i i could go on and on and on actually it's funny a guy said that to me recently there's another one of these guys that just had like the dumbest guy like i have an irritating voice but some guys they have like a cartoon fucking voice that's just like um like, this guy's like, oh yep. oh, yep, Like, I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. This is how he talks. This guy's like a fucking, I don't know what he does. I've never seen him do anything but talk shit about uh, some tenants that work in a building. I think he's another superintendent. So he has superintendent intentions, as I say. Um, but anyway, he's just going on and on about how everyone that lives in this shitty fucking building that he works at is so fucking stupid. And it's hilarious because he does it in this voice. Like, every time we call him, it's just such an ordeal. Like, all he has to do is, like, unlock a door and let us in. And uh, every time it's like, Duh, Okay, I'll try to meet you over there. You guys, uh, you guys want to uh, you know how to get there? And like, he wants to give us like some sort of directions. And it's like, dude, if I ever have to ask you for directions to go around the block, I will fucking kill myself. So if you have to, I mean, we always suffer them. And often they're very, they're very amusing. They, they, they usually involve, like, you, people that insist on giving you directions. They've already made up in their mind that, like, they'll request a phone call just so that you have to call. And every time it's either one or two things. You either call them and they're like, yeah, and? Like, what do you want? so they can be rude to you because, you know, it makes them feel important. I get that. And, um... <laughs> that's fun. And then the other one is they want to give you directions. So, like, you know how to get there? And you're like, yep. And they're like, well, do you know which way to come? And you're like, yep. And it doesn't matter. It's like they're reading from a fucking script. Because they're just like, okay, so anyway, you go down the, uh you go out, and they give you all these fucking, like, outdated landmarks. Like, there used to be uh, a fucking garage there 40 years ago, and uh, Harrison's uh, farm there, that was, uh, you know, he uh, closed down in 1962. Anyway, uh, yeah, and he's, it's like, it's like, I know where the fuck I'm going, but by all means, again, this is all a matter of making someone feel fucking useful and important. Like, they woke up that day, nothing on the agenda. If they had an agenda, it'd be the saddest thing in the world. It'd be like answer the phone, give these directions, and and then that's it until like fucking Christmas time, and and then there's fucking you know like you gotta uh, it's there's nothing there's absolutely nothing. I'm gonna go vote in September, and then and then hopefully buy have enough money to buy a piece of furniture so I can give someone directions to my house. And it's like. Honestly, again, and there's a lot of people who begrudge these guys with nothing to do. Almost oh, be nice to have nothing to do. It's like, no, it's not. It's not nice. It's not. It. The, the fucking joy of having nothing to do wears off pretty fucking quickly. No one has ever enjoyed existing for no fucking purpose whatsoever. Not long term. But we meet these people all the fucking time. It's just such a waste of life. And uh, what are you going to do? I mean, fuck, if I ever lived to old age, it would be nothing short of a miracle. I'd never stop fucking working. Um, I, I mean, I even if I was offered one of these insane fucking pensions of people, like, you know, they just retired like, like piles of money for decades and nothing to fucking do, I would still fucking keep myself busy. And, and I see this a lot. You know, I, I'm talking about the negative. There's a lot of people that are constantly doing shit. They got all this shit on the go. And it's fantastic. It's fucking very uplifting. It makes me want to fucking maybe consider one day getting old and retiring. Even if that were a financial option. Um, it, it's not. So, I mean, fucking it's not worth worrying about. But I, I am very fucking impressed when people do figure it out. And they do fucking uh, enjoy their time. Instead of just complaining about how bored they are and how they have all this stuff and they don't know what to do with it. And it's like, uh or they complain about like having like multiple properties and having to manage them and how stressful it is and it's like yeah i mean it, it would be um i think it's stressful enough just taking care of one fucking property and trying to maintain it and shit actually one one way i look at it is uh, a lot of people uh, are stressed out about not having money and yeah i get it that's stressful in its own way but i i look at it as often a bonus it's like If I had any time or money, I'd have to fucking, like, renovate my entire fucking house. I don't, so I can't. And, uh, that's fucking wonderful. I remember the lockdowns. I had a couple weeks off, and I had to fucking do so much goddamn renovation shit on that house that I never would have done. Because I never would have the fucking time. It's too stressful. I mean, shit, I don't want to work at that fucking place. Um... Nah, no, I mean, fuck. I, uh, <laughs> I truly do enjoy it at times. I'm just joking around. But yeah, no, like I said, though, it, you, you've run out of money, then it's like, oh, I can't do anything until I get more money, and then and you're off the hook for a lot of shit. You got to look at the fucking bright side from time to time, you know. Again, I could go over this again and again and over and over and over. Happiness can be bought. Absolutely, people say money can't buy happiness, but it's very, very short-lived. I meet a lot more people with fucking money every day that are not happy or they're very happy temporarily and then it's just to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. It's as much, it can make you happy as much as like fucking drugs can. And then, again, they're gonna fucking wear off and you're gonna be just looking for the next fucking thing, the next fucking thing. It's all, happiness just comes in fucking small doses, what are you gonna do? Um, but anyway, it is what it is and like, do I sound like a happy fucking guy? I will dole out fucking health advice, happiness advice, fucking life advice. Ah oh, fuck! I would go into fucking life coaching uh, once once my back finally gives out and my, my my body stops working. I'm going straight into life coaching and tell people how to fucking be healthy, uh, financially, how to how to fucking do all this shit. I can't fucking do. Um, I love it. I love it because there's there's nobody stopping you from doing this shit telling you, and everything's tax-deductible, as long as it's business-related, so right now, you know, I'm driving, but I'm doing motivation right now, motivating you guys, if if for anything else, not to fucking, uh, (laughs) live the way I'm living, um, the, the the don'ts, (laughs) uh, fuck, I don't even know anymore, oh, anyway, um, I fucking, I, (laughs) I got a pizza yesterday, I've been laying off the fucking junk food, it's, it's, it's fucking tough, it's tough, but I I, I I check out all the fucking deals before I even fucking, uh, it's so much easier now with uh, online shit, the fucking pizza was half off on Domino's fucking, I don't know if it's just regional or what it was, but I'm like, half off, are you out of your fucking mind? Um, I, I can't remember what it was, it was like fucking two-three meals I got out of this fucking thing. Well, I ended up eating a whole pizza myself. But, I mean, fuck. You you gotta do these things. But, anyway, I talked... The guy showed up. I guess he said he was late. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, dude, you can take as long as you want. I don't give a shit. I'll never notice. I'm never gonna complain. And I I think I tipped the guy, like, 50% because it's like, fuck. I, um... uh, Well, now that I don't have so many vices, I, I just give the cash to the missus, usually. But I don't, um... I, I get so much goddamn cash tips, it's insane, and I don't, I don't really like to make deposits and shit. So I just, uh, anyway, I, um, I find it's harder to wash, fucking paper money, nowadays. But anyway, I, I just pay them forward. I just fucking give them out as tips. I don't, uh, anytime I can, because it's like that. That money's going a lot further. Those guys make fucking nothing. Um, most workers don't get paid nearly what they should. So it makes me feel better to pay that shit for it. Because it's maximum value. You give a poor guy some fucking money, it's a lot more than giving rich people your money. Mostly what you're doing is everything you do in a day equates to fucking making rich people richer. And uh, it's a broken system. So anytime I can just give poor people fucking money, it's not an investment that pays back necessarily. I mean, unless you believe in like karma or some bullshit. It's to make yourself feel fucking better. It's the wash. You wash your money, but you also wash your consciously. You guys, you guys, you know, I I can give you plenty of tutorials in this shit. Um, I don't have a lot of assets, but I know how to fucking make things disappear. And uh, I know how to wash things clean. So, uh... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna keep talking shit until I'm fucking absolutely dead. But it is one of my uh, many backup fucking jobs. I'm also gonna go into comedy. I'm too shit scared to do stand up comedy, stand up in front of a bunch of people. So I'm gonna wait till I'm completely crippled. I'm gonna roll out in a fucking uh, wheelchair. Nothing is fucking funnier than a sad fucking crippled guy. Just fucking. And after I have a stroke, so I'm like, duh, 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 duh. oh fuck, it's gonna, it's gonna go so well, guys. Or I'll be like Stephen Hawkins, just like, like, with the fucking uh, talking machine. I gotta say, actually, I saw that guy the other day, uh, a guy with a tracheotomy, uh, uh, with the voice box fucking thing. And uh, I'm telling you, man, that guy, he's not the funniest guy, but when you deliver one-liners, you can't get more deadpan than like, like, the other thing is, I, I hate making the guy laugh because it's so... I mean, I love making the guy laugh. I, I take that back. But it's unsettling because you got to hear him wheeze and rattle. <laughs> um, but anyway, what are you going to do? There was an old guy today. He was, I don't know if he was demented or what, but I'm like, I love guys like this because he laughed at every joke. I stayed there for like an extra half an hour just laughing my ass off. Hey, okay? um, Or sorry, sorry, just listening to this guy laugh at everything I said. Every single one-liner. Just like, <laughs> I'm like... I love I love guys like that. Um they make me believe that I'm funny. How am I fucking funny, sir? I'm here to amuse you. Anyway, I got to go guys. I love you all. Thank you for listening and thank you for chuckling at all my hilarious fucking wit and listening to all my great fucking advice that I'm just heaping out here. And let's face it, listening to me complain. I mean, fuck. Someone's got to do it. Thanks guys. I love you all. Be well. <laughs> What's happening everybody, Big Run The Chip here Coming to you with another big keeping spoonful of Big Run The Chip's podcast Normally I would pause before I put this turning signal on But there is an undercover cop over there He's not undercover enough Why don't they uh, try a little higher Like how many times did those guys in Rexdale in the fucking minivan get us? They had the minivan with the tinted windows lurking around I thought it was a friendly, it was not. (laughs) You know what I gotta say, Um, I'm very impressed with a lot of the services out this way, but Niagara Region Police, I'm very impressed by those guys, Um, I just, I don't know, I mean I try not to interact with the police at all ever, but the interactions I have had were very positive. And like I said, uh, the one time we they beat the shit out of us, and um, it was rough, but it was not nearly as rough as it had a, it would have been in different districts with different police. Because uh, I was like, guys, like you know, like that. it is, what it is. But like, if they were Peel Region, fuck Toronto, fucking cops, or uh, you know, anywhere in the U.S., they would have shot us 18 times in the head. Uh, fucking... <laughs> but at least, like, in, in our area, they would have beat the living shit out of us uh, uh, at the time, you know, being like Peel or um, Toronto. And then, or I'm like, and the OPP guys, fucking forget it. Like, it's just... So anyway, I was like, all right, Niagara region, in, front, in my experience, which is anecdotal, I suppose, but nevertheless, um, it's very positive. Um, I mean... Like, it's... A, it's a, That's... And there are other interactions. Like, when I just... When I smashed up that... Uh, destroyed my wife's car there. Fucking, uh... That was very traumatizing. Especially for her. Um... And the cops were really, really cool. And, like, uh... I don't know. Actually... Yeah, it was a fucked up day. But this one guy showed up. At least I think he did. And... Um, He's just like this big dude, smelled like fucking cigars and fucking booze, half in the bag. Um, he showed up to make sure we were okay, make sure everyone was all right. He was the first responder. Um, I think he was just like a firefighter or something. Like he told me he was either a cop or a firefighter or something, and he was golfing in the area. And he just got the call, so he ran over just to make sure we were okay. And then he left. Nobody else... Um, seems to have, like, like seemed to verify his fucking uh, existence. So in my mind, he he probably was a real person, but it's funny to imagine that's my guardian angel there, this fucking big-ass guy with a fucking, like, just (laughs) just fucking half in the bag but still runs over to make sure we're all right. Like, I don't even think he was in a vehicle. I think he just ran over because he was in the neighborhood, just made sure we were okay, and then fucking took off. Um, and then the paramedics and cops showed up, fucking, but anyway, it was, uh, it was pretty funny. And then the whole fucking, I don't know if I told the story, it was a long story about getting uh, beat up by the cops, but another, another interaction though, if you're going to get beat up by the cops, get beat up by the nice ones. Um, like we, we certainly earned, uh, what we got, we got treated a lot better than, uh, we would have in most places. The, um, but anyway, enough about that. The, also, the uh, the garbage pickup is really good, I find, in the Niagara region. Uh, I've never had any problems. I'm very impressed with the garbage pickup. And uh, they cut us back to every other week, which kind of sucks. I just, I just take mine into work, which is normally not so uh, bad, unless the fucking garbage juice leaks out. See, I line the back of this truck with... Um, cardboard, well, it's an Acadia, so it's like if it was a truck, I wouldn't give two fucking shits, it's an SUV, so I'm in with the garbage, you guys are in with me right now, and often with loads of garbage, actually, you guys are always on deliveries with me, I don't ever just go anywhere to go with places, I always have stuff in here that needs to go somewhere else, so you guys are accessories after the fact, no, you guys are are working with me here, so it means a lot to me. It's also, this is the way you can write things off as a uh, tax deductible. Okay, guys, pay attention. Don't ever just go somewhere because you need to get yourself somewhere. Always be, you know what I mean? Take someone with you, call it an Uber drive. Um, or, you know, like do what I do. Motivationally speak, motivate people. All you gotta do is say fucking two words, like, hey, roll down the window, hey, yo, do better. Boom, motivational speech, tax deductible. Um, always have something in your car where you're going somewhere to, um, to deliver something or fix something or do something. You're always working, all right? That way all the gas, all the travel time, everything, tax deductible. Now, you don't want to get audited because none of my shit will hold up. Believe me, I'm fucking bankrupt ten times over. This is all just fucking entertainment. (laughs) I don't want to fucking hurt anybody. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Ah <laughs> oh, shit! I don't know. I work. I, I woke up this morning, just fucking feeling all right, and uh, I just jumped out of bed. I, I, uh, I, I loaded up the truck with a bunch of shit to haul to the dump this morning, so I get to go in before the store opens, before work starts. I love getting a head start on my day. I love getting into the fucking gym at before dawn, before sunrise. I love fucking just getting a huge fucking head start on the goddamn day. I got so much fucking shit to do. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. I can't stand people like, I am so busy. I got so many things to do. Like, shut the fuck up. Like I say, the saddest fucking thing in the world is the people with absolutely nothing to do. And often, those are the same fucking people. And, like, it's like you get to be busy, you get to have a lot to do. Yeah, it's sometimes it's stressful, but it's so much worse to just have nothing to do. I don't know if you guys have ever been in that situation where you're just, like... It's like if you ever been, like, a little kid where there's nothing to do, you're just staring at, like, the fucking wall. I remember I had wallpaper, and I would just stare at it, trying to find patterns in the fucking, uh, where there wasn't any, just staring at the wall for fucking hours. Well, I don't know. Time moves a lot slower when you're little. It's a misconception. It's a perception of... Uh, well, okay, there's multiple things here I've already gone over. But it warrants going over again. It's a, it's a way of passing time, ironically. Which will be made abundantly clear. Um, not by me. But uh, maybe... Well, i read uh, Stephen Hawking's book. Actually, I, I... You know how some people just narrate so fucking well... That when you read the book... It's like I read Shawshank Redemption. Originally, I think the guy was actually Irish. But when he says in the movie where he's like, why do they call you Red? His name's Ellis Redding. So, I mean, that's like, are you fucking stupid? Why do they call you Andy Dufresne? Maybe because that's my name. You fucking idiot. Um, But anyway, he's like, maybe because I'm Irish. And it's like, when he said that, I looked at him and I was like, He's got freckles. He's probably fucking half Irish. And I believe that. But it's a joke because the original character is Irish. And, um... I guess Morgan Freeman is not. <laughs> but I believed him. Alright? And I, uh... When I read the book, I, I had to read it in Morgan Freeman's voice. Because wh- where the fuck are you going to find a better voice to read your, uh... To narrate your stories? You won't find him. So, um... Maybe James Earl Jones, or uh, maybe Anthony Hopkins is another one. I like that. I, I fucking don't like those shows. like. Um, I like Oprah, but I don't really like. I care for those fucking shows. Um, but my mom used to watch this. She it's my ma! It's my ma, okay? And um, it's funny. One time she said I, she loved Anthony Hopkins' voice. And she's like, I could listen to you read the freaking Yellow Pages, and I would love it, just because she loves listening. And um, and then he came on the show and did that. <laughs> he read the yellow pages. Uh, I love that guy, but man, he was just haunting as fucking uh, Hannibal. Actually, I loved that fucking, um, what the hell's his name? I thought this, I, 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 I got lost interest in the show after a while. Uh, the Hannibal show, on, I think it was on Netflix or whatever. Um, but the guy that played Hannibal Lars, I think something... That's just a guess. Anyone Northern European, I guess, is Lars or fucking Sven. Um, That's that's racist, okay? That is so fucking racist. Wait, I was told... Speaking of racism, that's not real. I was told that they replaced... Wait, what the fuck was this? Hold on. Yeah, guys, my brain is blank. I, I was told something about think it was a Disney movie, maybe, where the Vikings were replaced by someone else because the Vikings were... Or the, the people didn't want to offend Vikings. And it's like, there's a lot of people that got absolutely fucking portrayed horribly in movies in the old days. But Vikings, are they really complaining? Who the fuck of the Viking fucking um, people are like, oh, we can't stand this. Uh, this is so upsetting. Like, I, I just... I don't imagine that them being a group of people that need uh, defend, defense um, against... I, I don't know. Are they p- p- portrayed as barbaric because they were barbarians? Um, like, when did they come off like looking less as lesser people? I don't fucking know. I don't know. But uh, someone was talking about the Vikings a while back and was like, Yeah, well, where are they now? He's like, they have the highest standard of living of all of the world. And I was like... All right, you got me. You fucking got me. (laughs) One thing, actually, I I used to say about the Norse religions, um, or at least any, the vague, vague fucking um, understanding I have of any of it, because, I mean, it's a good religion to claim. Um, Actually, I was on the spot when they, uh, one one, uh, outfit, I was, one job or whatever the fuck you want to call this one, Organization told me I have to fucking shave. And I'm like, no. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, I'm not fucking doing it. I mean, I fucking specifically base my life around not shaving my fucking beard. And uh, I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm so sick of having my balls busted about my fucking clothes or how I fucking look. My fucking entire identity and fucking job and fucking capabilities define, like, my um, my abilities define me what I fucking do. When you go into a mechanic, you give a flying fuck how that guy is dressed. You shouldn't. You want the scruffiest looking fucking guy ever who doesn't give a flying fuck about his appearance because all he gives is shit about his fixing vehicles. And in the workplace, I don't think anyone should have to fucking worry about what they look like. Unless your job is to fucking look a certain way. And I'm sorry, that's your fucking problem. But I won't fucking do it. That's, I'm very very passionate about this constantly hassling people about the way they look is fucked and I won't tolerate it in any way shape or form Um, because most people that do it are just unsatisfied with themselves they're projecting bullshit onto you it starts when you're like a fucking teenager when you're like insanely self conscious now I couldn't give two fucking shits less but why the fuck are we doing this shit to each other you know what I see? I, when I look at a person, I see a fucking person. I give a fuck. Yeah, sometimes I like to make fun of the way people are dressed, but I have absolutely no room to fucking talk and I will constantly point that out. I look like a fucking homeless person. Like I said, when the cops came to fucking get me out of my house, <laughs> they didn't come get me out of my house. Uh, I was on my property and they came up to question me. I was happy. Again, they were very fucking polite and cordial. They didn't bully me like they would in one of my old neighborhoods. And um, they're just looking for a guy that looks exactly like me. And that's fine. Uh, again, with the profiling. I go of my way to look like this so that people won't bother me. And if cops think that I don't fit the fucking in this place, it's like that's... I, again, I wrote that into my fucking wedding speech. I completely choked and, and I, didn't, I couldn't even mutter out any words uh, at my wedding. Actually, I got relieved of service on the last one uh, I was supposed to speak at. And someone else did. Thank God, I am so bad at public speaking. Maybe one day I'm gonna get over that fear, but not today. (laughs) I mean, I would have fucking got uh, fought my way through it. Oh my God, I was at a funeral, and my um, my uncle was one of the greatest fucking orators. Uh, Just just absolutely so much fucking charisma for so many reasons for a lifetime of of so many fucking achievements. We couldn't even believe when people started telling us all this stuff how much he was—he did and didn't expect any credit, any pats in the back, any thank yous, anything. And I, I, it's just smart because I, I will try to do stuff but then I expect so much um, like I expect to be like patted on the head for everything, and, I, and it drives me nuts when people do this but I realize I'm like this as well and so many of us are. We want to be appreciated for what we do. And, um, oh, anyway, just to wrap up what I was saying before, uh, and not, and, and this is a good way to segue back, and not for what we look like. I want everyone to be judged on their goddamn actions and never their fucking physical goddamn appearance. So, these guys, um, I think I already told the story, but it's funny. It warrants telling again. I gotta justify everything we were explaining. Um, so they told me, well, first they told me I couldn't have anything wrapped around my head. I'm like, what? Because I just wear bandanas I wear rags on my head when my hair grows out Because I can't stand having hair And I can't stand sweating my eyes And um So I wear rags on my head Why the fuck do I have to defend that People have been wearing rags on their head a lot longer I mean fuck Do I want to look like a pirate Not exactly But it's there's worse looks to have Um <laughs> What did the one guy say When you start going bald you can go pirate Or fuck what was the other one I think it was Dana Carvey was saying this you can go pirate or shit I can't remember the other one was and it's like fuck I don't give a shit about going bald I want to go completely fucking bald so I don't have to have like hair going every which way it bothers me uh, that co- completely contradicts what I just said about not giving a shit about how I look but I don't want to get hassled about it it bothers me when I see it or, or and I can feel hair going every which way anyway where the fuck was I Oh yeah, so I just said I was Jewish. I was on the spot, so I didn't know which religion to claim. I was like, "That seems a good one as any." So I'm like, "I'm Jewish." They're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm, uh, I i can not shave my beard because uh, it goes against my religion. They're like, "What?" They're like, "You're not Jewish." And I'm like, "What did you just?" i was like, "What? What did you just say?" <laughs> and I, I was like, "I was like, okay, listen. Whether I am or not, I don't want. You, I don't think you want to get into. However." I'm like, you don't even have to convince a single other guy to shave his beard. But I want you just to ask the fucking Sikh and Muslim guys. Just ask them. Just bring this up to them. And I want to, I want to, and and then I'll fucking uh, shave. I'll shave every fucking day. Because I know that they won't. There's no fucking way they would. Those guys are fucking just waiting for you to say some shit like that to them. And uh, actually, yeah, I used to have a very long, magnificent beard. But I'll tell you, man, those Sikh guys had me fucking killed with the, uh, like a fucking Sikh 10 year old has a better beard than me, there's something that they're just really good at, (laughs) I I remember going to a Sikh wedding and what a fucking event, one of my great buddies I used to work with, um, actually I think uh, uh, half my neighborhood at least was all Sikh, Uh, I remember actually as far as being immersed in uh, Indian culture and Indian community, uh, it took a while. For them to uh, accept me and uh, whatever, because they're they're every single group. I don't like to deal with absolutes, so we'll just say most fucking groups. They follow whatever fucking grouping it is. It, they have to fucking stick together, and they have to fucking uh, become like isolated so that they get on their fucking feet. Once they're, you know, and then whatever. But this is every group of people you know and especially when it comes to, like immigrants in new land it's like there was like the irish the fucking the scots cuz scotland was full of scots um, anyway there's the fucking uh who else, you know then there was the polish the italians the italians both uh, the pork chops Portuguese, you know, um, anyway all these groups of you. I'm just gonna keep listing all these groups of people But I'm just like seeing them in my mind the fucking sad part is instead of why well, I mean they'll group together until uh, I think now against common enemies until the World Cup shows up or the Euro Cup and then the flags go up and the rivalries really really fucking uh, Get going. Actually, I was talking to some old British lady. She's like saying how she loves soccer. I'm like, whoa You say soccer? She's like I- I've lived here like 50 years I'm like, I, I, um, I still think it's it's odd, but that's fine. I'm like, let me just tell you this. I'm like, I will talk to you about politics. I will talk to you about religion. I will talk to you about sex. I will never talk to a British person about soccer or football or whatever. It's way too sensitive. <laughs> she thought that was amusing. Actually, she's from the Northland. I don't ask people anymore because I used to be able to pick out accents. And then I fucked one up so bad. And I revisited this guy. This is a guy... Who I thought sounded so British, and I asked him where he was, if he was he's English. Or he said, You're English, aren't you? And he's like, He was Australian. It was the one of the biggest social faux pas as far as like. Um, and then I couldn't remember if it was the other way around, if I accused an English person of being Australian. It's funny, the person I, I was saying this to was like, Did this person fight you? And I was like, No. He's like, Then an Australian. And I was like, Really? The Australians are more civilized than the Brits? I was like, Uh. I don't know, I've never heard that stereotype, maybe the the Irish and the Scots, but, um, oh yeah, and these people I was telling you guys about recently, just freaking the fuck out, yelling and screaming, like angry, angry, crazy, they're Scottish, and um, that's why, is fucking infuriating and, and maddening it can be, these guys are crazy, but it's a crazy I know, um, but anyways, as far as not understanding that, oh shit, I got a call here, guys. Fuck, guys, I don't remember where I was before I, uh, before I left, but, um, anyway. What the fuck is going on with this goddamn, I, I know I'm a hypocrite, so I'm always <laughs> complaining about how the roads are fucked, and then, and then, uh, complaining that this construction, and... I, I and that, that that makes me a piece of shit. So I try and I try. I'll never ever complain to That's the worst thing is when they compl- like, complain to the people working. Like they don't decide what they do or when they do it. You know, and you never like it's like complaining like the fucking like low minimum wage fucking workers about the prices of things. as if they have any any fucking control over any of it or any contact with anyone that does. Like, they're completely... Anyone that has any control over anything that's fucking making your life a living hell is usually completely insulated. you will never have... There's so many buffers in between. Yeah, we got a lot of buffers. It's obviously a 2 reference. I, I can agree. Does he say that fucking... This is shit with the mustache. <laughs> he just looks like such an asshole. Uh, I love how even at, like, government hearings, everyone just smoking everybody back then. It's just, like, it was mandatory. My buddy was saying when he went to Europe, he's like it wasn't just socially accepted, it was socially demanded. Someone just light a smoke and put it in your mouth. (laughs) I like that in um, Family Guy, they go to France and it's a no, no smoking section. (laughs) You have to smoke. Um, I don't know. I used to love smoking. There's part of me that still wants to do it, which is completely fucked because I know it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. For so many fucking reasons. It fucking smells like hell. You always smell like shit. You feel like shit. And you're constantly stressed. Because people will say, oh, my God. Or, I mean, some people, a lot of people still believe it's like cigarettes can relieve stress. Okay. But all the only fucking stress they can relieve is the stress caused by the cigarettes. So it's like... A good analogy is like putting on shoes that don't fit, that are like 10 sizes too small, fucking jamming your feet in, walking around all day, and then taking them off. And then when you take them off, it's a huge fucking relief. So, you could say that those shoes relieve a lot of pain and stress. But that's absolutely absurd when you think about it. Why the fuck would you ever put those things on? Um, And that's what cigarettes are. But... You know, it's like, because all you're doing is stopping the fucking, uh, temporarily fucking putting on hold the, uh, the the fucking urge for nicotine or whatever. So, you know, it's like, it's like people who do fucking heroin are like, oh, I don't know what to do with my hands. Okay. Uh, but that's like saying, like, I do heroin because I don't know what to do with my fucking hands. Like, you could use the same argument. It's fucking insane. But, uh, the physical addiction is... Very, very minute. The physical addiction. Tobacco, nicotine. uh, And all the other chemicals. It's like, it's fucking stupid. It's like 99% psychological. And that is an exact figure that I got from a scientist in a science lab in a science building. Where they manufacture science for the people, anyway, um, and vaping is also fucking bad, I would say, just on personal experience, and because I'm vaping currently, that it's not as bad, but, that's an extremely biased fucking thing, so, uh, it's like, when you smoke cigarettes, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, they're fine, yeah, they're not bad, yeah, they're fine, because you just want to fucking smoke your fucking cigarettes, and not be fucking bothered, but I'll tell you right now, the fucking, people who smoke, you're fucked, we are, we are fucked, I was a smoker and I at least won't count myself out yet. But people who fucking shame you for smoking could go fuck themselves. People like, ah, yeah, you fucking piece of shit. They are so much worse. And being addicted to a fucking substance is so much better than being addicted to treating people like shit and trying to make people feel bad. And you could say you're concerned about their health, and that might be genuine. But if you're being a cunt to other people about their fucking addictions, like, fuck, you are the worst piece of shit on the fucking planet. That's not how. And it's not about trying to help that person. It's just trying to make yourself feel fucking better. Um, anyway, it is what it is. It's just like making people feel bad about how they look. Making people feel bad about any of their flaws or issues. And you could genuinely want someone to do better without busting their fucking balls. Like, shit. I fucking hated it. I probably kept smoking in spite of people breaking my belly. Yeah, Fucking like piece of shit smoking. Yeah. And, like, I got like, uh, this isn't my fucking thing that I first said, but, like, when people are like, well, what if we did that to fat people? Well, some people do that to fat people, but, like, if it were just socially accepted, go up to fat people and be like, you fat tub of shit, you make me fucking sick, you smell like fucking hell, I hate you, get the fuck out of here, don't ever fucking eat in front of any meat me or anyone else again, you're fucking you're a piece of fucking shit, and I hate you. Like, it's just... Unless you're doing a job like parking enforcement, merchandise, telemarketing, I've done all these jobs, and then it is fair game. People can come up to you and fucking tell you how much they hate you, tell you how much they want you to die, and, um, and that's fine. Those people are not... Those aren't humans anymore, okay? Uh, one time I was being... I was roughing up a homeless guy, and uh, one of my buddies was like... It was a fucking... It was... I still cringe to talk about this. I was a... This is a... We just... I'm a... You're You're like a cunt hair above the lowest rung of society yourself. And then you just start fucking... You just, you just start picking on the fucking rung lower than you. And for me, it had to be the homeless drug addict. And then I felt like such shit. Gave him some smoke, some money, some booze. I let him drink right from my fucking... Uh, I know you should never do this, especially... Uh, but I, I let them drink right from my fucking. I'm like, uh. <laughs> Any man who's living a f- will to sleep outside can drink from my canteen anytime! That a terrible, um. Robert Duvall. What the fuck is his name? Sergeant. Fuck, I can't think of his name. The guy from, um. Apocalypse Now. He likes to play Wagner. Scares the shit out of uh, Charlie. Don't surf. What the fuck is his name in the movie? It's gonna bother me. It's gonna bother me all day. Actually, as soon as I finish this podcast recording, I'm gonna fucking think of it, and that's gonna also bother me. But anyway, um, I feel the same way about homeless people. Let them drink from my fucking flask, my fucking whatever a mixed drink I have. I, I, anytime I visit a city, I will spend as much time outside as possible. Now, originally. It was for two reasons, because I had no money, I still have no money, but also because I love to smoke, but smoking in the smoking sections have their own little subculture, so even if I don't smoke necessarily, I still smoke this vape garbage, Um, I I still like to spend most of my time outside, first of all, I love being outside. I absolutely love it. I feel so good. Uh, my baby's the same way. She loves being outside. She up so much as go outside, even if we're not really doing much. And she's like, the way she like reaches up um, for things, like it's like someone who's like really high. And um, there's a lot of parallels between someone who's just really messed up and like a baby because you, re- you kind of revert to a baby-like state, but you're also, like, so fascinated uh, by everything. Like, just, like, just like like her hands. Like, she puts her hands up in front of her, like, and, and she's, like, looking at her hands like they're the most interesting thing she's ever seen. And then, like, I'll, I'll take her around to different plants and different things, and I'll tell her what these things are. And here, you can touch this. And I'm also trying to teach her words, but I'm trying to teach her Spanish at the same time. Like, or at least the minimal shit I know. Um, last night we were just doing colors, shapes, numbers, whatever. Um, and the numbers are key because there's a lot of crossover with, um, Latin-based languages. I love the smell of garbage in the morning. I don't know what I was talking about before, but, uh, obviously that was not a reference to Apocalypse Now. It was just that, uh, I do, I do sm- I love the smell of garbage. Not all of it. There's different stinks, But it's like, it takes me back a lot of it to, uh, working at Sobeys in a warehouse next to, the, you know, the garbage compactor and just, I don't know. Like really nasty garbage. I was just gonna get to. Nobody likes garbage. Um, actually, one time I fell in the fucking uh, in the garbage pile. That was nasty. That was fucking disgusting. Um, but anyway, um, what was I gonna say? <coughs> oh yeah, I'm just I'm just here at the dump. It's so beautiful here. It's just. Uh, Nice little pond. Beautiful fields. The weather is just perfect. We're in that fucking sweet zone. And I feel like I really, really um, appreciate good weather. You know, it's like, oh, my voice is cracking. Uh, 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 to the point where I'm reverting to like a childlike state where uh, my voice is cracking. Or, uh... anyway, the... <sighs> I feel like there's only like a few days or whatever. A very limited time. And I mean this in a positive way, is to appreciate it, that there's very limited time to, uh, to, to enjoy the fucking weather. Because it's always fucking too cold, too hot, or fucking, uh, sorry, I'm looking away, so I don't know if you guys are getting me. Um, oh, I'm getting called in. Hold on, guys. Actually, I'm going to wrap this segment up for now. It's already 30 fucking minutes. And, um, I'll talk at you guys more on when I come out, probably. I love you all be well what's happening everybody big brother Chip here coming to you post dump run I just got out the dump I was talking to you guys before I went in there and now I'm talking to you afterwards the only thing is I labeled uh, I mislabeled my segments so part two and three might get mixed up I mean it doesn't fucking matter I, uh, it's not like this is a fucking, uh, (laughs) it's not like this is some sort of mini-series with any sort of continuity. I used to get so frustrated because I had so much to say, I always do, sorry, take that back, don't deal in absolutes, I don't always. Sometimes I can't find a single fucking thing, not one fucking word to get out of my mouth. People have actually said, Oh, this guy's real quiet. Oh my God, I can't believe how quiet this guy is. He doesn't say anything. You guys, are you listening to me? I'm not... I couldn't make this up. I'm, I am swear to God, there are times where I'm so fucking, like, just unable to say a fucking word. I'd say 80% of the time, I don't know why I have to give these percentiles. Most of the fucking time, I can't shut the fuck up. Almost all the fucking time, I can't shut the fuck up. Almost all of these is 80%, just so you know, if you need a... You know, someone once told me that... means one or two, a uh, few means, like, three or four, and several means seven. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? A seven like, several means several, and seven means seven. The root of several is severe, not fucking seven. And she said a teacher taught her that, and it's like, well, I'm sorry if a teacher taught you that, I don't, well, I think you misunderstood, or maybe he was joking, or maybe he's a fucking idiot! It's not fucking true! And this is the thing. I had to let it go, but it was fucking, it's not like I heard that several times, it was just the once. Uh, or, if I, if I, in that case, several means many. What is many? Many means eight. Like, Fuck off! They bothered me enough to keep it in my head for over two decades, but it's like, you can't fucking, like, if you believe something stupid, we all do, you just, you know, you, you just like laugh at all, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just joking, you know, you don't fucking double down and keep arguing, fight angrily, like, nah, no, I fucking learned that from a teacher, like, well, then, okay, maybe the rest of the planet's wrong, and you and your teacher, uh, can you find several people? And by that, I mean seven people that fucking believe this shit. Like, I don't even think there were seven people. If that did occur, there's not even seven people in the class that would have listened to that and been like, okay, yep, that's uh, okay. Uh, All right. It's, I don't know, it's just too fucking stupid. It's too fucking stupid. Like, there are definite amounts, and then there are vague descriptions of amounts fuck it, they're not, yeah, I don't know, anyway, what are you going to do, these things, they bother, stupid shit like this really bothers me, and it's absurd, okay, absurd, fuck, I didn't close my passenger door all the way, and it's way too far across the cab of the truck to fucking reach, and now that's going to fucking bother me, I pull over, but this fucking road is, uh, absolutely treacherous, actually, it seems like they're fixing it, nice, because um, I've almost fucking wiped out many times driving down here in the pitch block, out in the country, um, I used to do this drive a couple times a week, here. and, uh, it's beautiful once you get off the fucking highway, but also, you know what, even on the highway, I really love that too, because I would usually go in the evening, and it was, uh, How the fuck are we doing? it was, um, very peaceful, I really enjoyed it, I loved going, um, over the sky bridge, and then fucking just bombing through fucking, you know, all the highway shit. I don't know, I used to really, I still do enjoy driving, I don't know why I'm saying I don't anymore, but I I used to as well. Like uh, Mitch Hedberg, I used to do drugs, I still do drugs, but I also used to do drugs. Um, He also died from drug use, so I don't know if that's funny. Is that funny to you guys? You see his later stuff, and he's all hopped up on fucking God knows what, He'll go through, like, fucking six hours of material in, um, in a couple of minutes is just so... Uh, I mean, I like to listen to a lot of shit spit up at 1.5 speed or 1.2. Depending on the person, sometimes, you know, I just want to streamline it. I want to get as much information as possible. You know, we're very impatient people. We, as in human beings, have learned to be very impatient in general. Now I'm on both sides of this fence, and I've gone over this more times than I need to fucking go over it. I don't have the patience. I don't have the time or the inclination to explain myself to the likes of you. Actually, I have both of those. I have both of those in quite fucking insane abundance. The, um, both the time and very much the inclination to explain myself constantly. But especially to you guys. Because you guys, I try to give you guys my best. I know sometimes I get really down. That's when I need you the most, you know. So fuck you. I need you guys to listen to me. Or uh, whatever. And you don't even have to understand. But I think a lot of you guys do. And I find it comforting as well sometimes. to just listen to people that are going through similar shit. And uh, so I'm hoping I'm doing that as well. Like I say, I'm doing most of this for me. I have a really hard time doing anything for myself. This deep-seated self-loathing that I carry. I think that's linked to the uh, constant need to over-explain, you know, it's like you don't you don't feel valid enough, like you gotta fucking constantly explain yourself, it's fucking exhausting to be honest, um, but anyway, it, it, it's actually really fucking annoying, though, when people start demanding that you explain yourself, or explain what you're doing, they just ask me really dumb fucking questions that they can just figure out on their fucking own. I hate shit like that, because again, it's all it is is people need attention, people need to feel valid, people need to feel loved, people need to feel heard, and, you know, we all are like this, every single one of us, because not one person has ever gone through this life alone, or anybody thrived or fucking even survived, completely alone, everybody falls apart eventually, so we gotta constantly find the balance between around way too many people, way too many people involved, because that's way too fucking stressful. Actually, I remember trying to explain this to a guy, I don't know why, I, I, I was again, now I'm going to try to explain myself I gotta justify, every time I had a story about any time I'm talking to people on the internet I have to, I feel like because I judge anyone that does this, I have to fucking explain myself, uh, my uncle just texted me, he's not really my uncle, but I, I've, uh, I've decided to, I don't know if you can adopt people's family So badass. I love the ones with the treads and shit. Um like those little mini bobcat fucking like that you can have like a forklift or a scoop or a fucking whatever. Ah oh, 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 oh. I just <laughs> I inadvertently just did a fucking Tim Allen. Uh, fucking love. Them. But anyway, um, what's it called? Actually it's funny the guys in workaholics are saying like the because Tim Allen's like Republican or whatever, it's very rare you ever hear uh Republican on a uh a sitcom, he's like, (laughs) he's just like, thanks a lot, Obama, every time something goes wrong, I don't know, it it was really funny, I was like, I, I fucking, I wish people would just leave their politics aside, but even I, even I can't, I mean, I think the idea that the world is split into these two imaginary groups is so fucking absurd, but I won't go into it right now, I'm trying to talk about something else, how much I love these, uh, uh, construction equipment, even the small stuff, um... It's, it's uh, really cool. But anyway. Lo siento, papi. Fuck, I gotta focus for a second. This really stresses me out. So I'm not used to fucking traffic anymore. So now I have to wait like eight seconds at a fucking left turn with like multiple vehicles. I'm like, oh, I don't remember how to do this, sir. Uh. But I'll tell you, when I get back into Toronto, even like heavy traffic, miserable fucking heat wave, nasty shit on the highways, or on the fucking, and like I get back to the roads I'm used to, it's just like, I just go into autopilot, and I just like, it takes me back to happier times. Or even if it is stressful, I'm like, oh, I fucking am so grateful. I'm so grateful every day for the shit I don't have to deal with, for the good shit in my life. I get bogged down a lot with the bad, the negative stuff, but like the good stuff in my life, there's so much of it. And guys, if you really stop and take stock, there's so much good shit in your life, and there's so much bad shit you don't have to deal with anymore. Um, and it, it is really easy not to fucking think of this shit, you know, so, just for your own fucking benefit, take some fucking time and, uh, try to, try to take stock of these fucking things. Um, or like, if you're stuck in traffic every day, it fucking sucks, uh, and I'm sorry, if you're, dri- if you're not anymore and you're driving out on country roads and, and loving life the way I am, something, a lot of times, um, not always, not dealing in absolutes here, then just really appreciate that, know that it could be so much fucking worse, and other places in the world, much, much worse, but then again, again, I'm always on both sides, I can't stand that whole, well, it could be worse, you could be in this place, like, yes, absolutely, I never stopped thinking about that, however, it could be a lot better, how about it could be a lot better, but, that I just mean like, people could try a lot better, we could do shitty because of bullshit corruption, you can be upset about it. Although, if you spend your whole life being upset about that shit, what the fuck is the point? Even if someone gave you all the wealth and all the fucking uh, um, whatever the fuck you feel like you're missing in life, you'd still be so used to being miserable all the time and finding fucking issues and fault. Because if you compare yourself to what you were before, and I'm just speaking generalities, maybe your life's gotten so much fucking shittier and it just keeps getting worse, um, it happens. Uh, one of, one of the ways my life was doing, described, was... This is... It only works in Quab's voice. Um, you gotta have that fucking weird Ganyan accent. It's only weird, because I'm not very good at it. And also, Quab's was a very specific type of... Like, everyone has their very specific way of talking. But many other Ganyans, it's called completely fucking different. Um, uh, regardless... Actually, that's one thing I love about Storm I'm like, fuck, this guy sounds British, but he sounds Ganyan, And he was. I'm like, but... Am I... not my defense, my offense, I'd say, (laughs) um, I, I guess that a lot, because that's one of the only African accents I'm very familiar with, and I'm actually very, very rusty, those accents are very difficult for me to, uh, try to figure out, um, another one was South African, because I'm like, what the fuck, it's like Australian, kind of, but not quite, and it's, it's a really weird, like, white, white South Africans, um, the apartheid, fucking, like, uh, Whatever the fuck that shit. Uh, all right, fuck. I don't want to get into that. We got enough fucking issues without trying to talk about Africa. I keep swatting at these bugs in this fucking vehicle. I don't know. Sometimes I get them. Sometimes I don't. So that was a very interesting thing to say. You guys ever find yourself swatting? Hey, you ever getting that like uh, sort of like prophetic, like uh, philo- philosopher mode? Where you think everything is like some symbolism Everything's some kind of metaphor Your brain's just fucking processing everything like that Like every time a fly comes by it's like, I feel like the problems in my life are like flies That I'm trying to swat away But I'm not quite Sure if I've swatted them Or they will come back As though the problems Like, And you're trying to like be all like philosophical in your head Everything's a metaphor, everything means more than it is um, It's a way of just feeling more intelligent Or important I think, then, that we are, I don't know, regardless, just to have a moment of clarity to think like that, I think, is a luxury, you're getting back to what I was saying about fucking appreciating how good things are, but, yeah, I mean, if you go to Africa, things are fucked, um, uh, that is, a, one of, it's like, the biggest fucking continent, and, uh, it's, uh, it's, It's, like, such a broad statement, but, I mean, fuck, things are fucked up, things are fucked up everywhere, but, like, it's, I don't, I've never been to the goddamn place, but, I feel like no one comes back saying, yeah, things aren't fucked up there, not fucked up at all. But, anyway, it's, um, my hat is off to anyone that fucking survives in a rough terrain, whether it's political fucking disaster, uh, extreme temperatures and climates, uh, dealing with all kinds of crazy fucking shit, I um, my hat is off to anyone that does that, you know, I don't wear hats, but uh, I would put a hat, I put like a fedora at least, or even, i put a fucking pork pie hat on, just to fucking tip it, you know, it's like when in, in Family Guy, when he puts on the tie, he's like, Peter, why are you wearing a tie, he's like, oh, so I can loosen it after I get home from work, it's my loosening Uh, after I get home from work time to show how exhausted I am (laughs) I don't know why I just love that I love props for props sake and I love uh, coming right at it uh, hitting it right on the nose like that Um, anyway I have to go and do some stuff I'm so busy guys I'm so busy guys you don't understand how busy I am fuck I love that shit I love listening to people tell you how busy they are. It's like, if you have time to tell people how busy you are, I'm just going to say it. You're not busy enough. So shut the fuck up. You're not concerned enough about what you're fucking doing. You're more concerned with, oh my god, there's a guy out here that has a couple of sports cars. Now, I don't like vulgar displays of power vulgar displays of wealth. Um, but Lamborghinis still get my fucking dick hard. All oh, my windows are up. It's already a fucking... Weirdo, and I don't want to be saying that while people are listening to me. Um, anyway, there's something about a fucking Lamborghini. It's like seeing a Batmobile. Have you guys ever seen a Batmobile? I've seen the old-fashioned Cadillac one. I've seen from the one from '89 or '90 or whatever, like the '90s one. Um, anyway, that's what I think of. There's a couple. There's a guy that out here that has a couple Ferraris and Lamborghinis and shit. Actually, they race them along these roads, and a lot of these roads are beat up to shit. So. I, But, you know, money means nothing to some of these guys. They're incredibly wealthy. But, uh, anyway, I never want to drive a high-performance vehicle again. Because once you fucking do, you get back into your fucking vehicle and you feel like a piece of shit. So, anyway, what I'm advising to you guys is just, it's like right now I don't have a dishwasher. And I did go 30 years without a dishwasher. And my entire life was spent standing at the sink with my hands fucking soaking wet with rags and uh grossness and i wouldn't trade that for anything because the way i look at it, no matter what shit i do i didn't re- or any shitty shit i don't regret any of it actually i did get a few weeks off and um i can't remember what year it was when i was in college i severed the tendon in my right thumb washing dishes one of them broke and fucking severed the tendon and i couldn't and I had a cast so i couldn't wash dishes effectively for Weeks. I remember my mom was not happy at all. And uh, but anyway, now that then I got a dishwasher, and my life improved greatly. Like I could sell dishwashers. I don't want to sell anything, but I could sell dishwashers, water heaters, anything. I'm very, very, very passionate about. Actually, I could sell trucks too. As much as it sounds like I hate them, it's because I love them so much and I can't have one. It's just like I hated dirt bike kids when I was a kid, cause I, you know, or, or like kids that were in like hockey that got to play hockey. I didn't get to do shit, so then I wanted to beat these guys up, and, and because uh, I was frustrated with whatever, I, I was focused on what I didn't have rather than what I had, which is a perfect way to wrap this up. Because I'm just sitting here at the fucking gas station like an asshole, and I'm on the clock, so someone's paying me for this. This is a professional podcast. I love you all. Be well.